الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعض فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم the realities of the world around us tend to be veiled and most people are not able to see beyond that veil one of the blessings of deen is that it allows us to be able to identify what is really real One of the benefits of deen is that it allows us to be able to identify what is truly or really real. For example, we exist in this world, in this dunya, and you can go outside the masjid and you will see trees and cars and people and you talk to people and people are oriented and motivated towards a goal and people get up in the morning and they head to work and people finish the day and they go home from work and people interact with one another and people collect wealth and people purchase things it all seems so real it all seems so real however The reality is that none of that's real. That the goals that we often establish for ourselves in this life, they don't have a basis in reality. And what's truly real is the fact that there is a hereafter. And when we go to our graves, the reality of our slumber will become apparent and we will wake up and we will realize that everything that came before had no basis now how are you supposed to figure that out if you exist in the world and you're walking around i mean if you somebody took you from a, another planet and dropped you here in the middle of uh the united states you would say this is what these people do this is real life this is what the goals are the, you know whatever whatever everybody talks up everybody's talking up wealth so it must be the goal everyone's talking up possessions so they must be the goal everyone's talking up putting themselves in front of others so that must be the goal but the beauty of it of deen is that deen even if the whole of creation talks up something deen grounds us now look look at the time in which we live everyone is talking about everything that's not real people are caught up in statements of an individual 
people are caught up in the actions of a of a group people are caught up in dunya and the newest car and the newest phone and the the latest gadget and how would anybody be able to perceive what is real i mean generally what happens is the way that you decide what's real is what what is everybody talking about if everybody's talking about doing this then it must be real if everybody's talking about getting a high degree then that must be real if everyone's uh, focused on gaining wealth and advancing themselves in society then that must be real how do you, how how would we be able to tell what's real there's no way we have no way of figuring out what's real except that we have the beauty of deen having having been uh, have ha- the beauty of deen and its principles being given to us and they have opened for up opened up for us the reality of our existence which would not be able to be determined except through that that's a big blessing and and i've mentioned this many times before you know existence is bubbles everybody talks something up until you realize that that until, until that bubble pops and then everybody says oh sorry we were wrong like uh you look at uh the housing bubble you know in the middle to middle 2000s you look at the dot com bubble in the uh early to the early to, uh, 2000s you know whatever at the turn of the century everybody was talking about uh dot com and internet and this is going to be the way that you're going to make millions of dollars and everybody was going out and purchasing dot com stocks and what happened it crashed and when it crashed then everybody said oh yeah that wasn't real but in the middle of it everyone was talking it up as if that was the only thing that existed and anybody who was not involved felt left out Now like I've mentioned before previously this dunya is a big bubble everybody talks it up everybody discusses its benefits everybody wakes up in the morning trying to achieve it and goes to bed dreaming about how they're going to get more but we have been blessed we have been blessed by by the by the news that this world is just a big bubble one day it will pop and when it pops it will be a source of regret like any bubble that came before that's the reality of our existence but who do we owe that news to we owe that news to deen allah blessed us and allowed us to hear the message of the messenger and it has made clear for us what is the focus otherwise what's the benefit of sitting in the masjid what are you attaining here there's no worldly benefit for anybody in this masjid in the sense that you're not it's not going to increase your bank account it's not going to increase your possessions but we recognize that there's something more important than our bank account there's something more important than our possessions and that is our deen because it is the reality of our permanent existence so that is a blessing on us and that is something that we should be forever thankful for now that was a little bit of a of, of a side discussion i didn't mean to i don't intend at this point in time to discuss the 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 you know the reality of this life but what i wanted to highlight is that one of the blessings of deen is that it opens for us the real the reality of what is real and it's it, it that seems like a contradiction well if it's real then what how do you, why do you need to be told it's real because nobody recognizes what's real anymore we've lost sense of what's real but deen turns us back it takes us we think something is north but deen says no 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 this is north we think something is straight deen that's actually crooked deen tells us no 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 this is the straight path So this is a blessing upon us. Now, you could have a long discussion about this topic, but the point that I wanted to discuss today is another reality that Dean opens upon us. That unfortunately, even the pious become deceived by.
another reality that deen opens upon us that even the pious become deceived by. And that is that when we exist in the world around us, it is common in human nature and common amongst everyone to attribute what happens to them to either themselves or to others. Listen carefully. We have a bad habit of attributing what happens either to ourselves or to others. And it's actually, you can draw a pretty sharp general principle here. When something good happens, we attribute it to ourselves. And when we perceive something bad to happen, we attribute it to others. For example, (laughs) very common, very common people will say, they will call you up or they will send an email or they will talk to you at a gathering and they will say, Alhamdulillah, I got a job. Right? Alhamdulillah, I got a job. Or somebody will say, Alhamdulillah, I got into medical school. Right? Or if, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, if it's a mother or a father, they'll say, Alhamdulillah, my son got into medical school. So they still get that attribution to themselves, but they manage to do it in a very euphemistic way. Alhamdulillah, my son got into medical school. Okay, so what happened? I just listed to you a series of what uh, of things, each of which the society d- deems to be good and we as a community deem to be good. But look at the attribution. The attribution is generally to ourselves or something related to us. Okay, now let's take the opposite. Now the same son or the same person, you know, fails out of med school. Then they don't say, I failed out of med school. They say, my professor failed me. My dean kicked me out. My boss fired me. My manager was really difficult on me. My brother-in-law fought with me. I gave my brother-in-law a gift, but my brother-in-law fought with me. See the the different way we attribute things. All of this, all of this description, whether it be positive or negative, is a complete deception. Is a complete deception. It's a veil which the people of this path have to recognize needs to be removed for its true reality. And what is the true reality? The true reality is that nothing good happens except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it to happen. And that nothing bad happens except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it to happen. So what is the reality? The reality is that every single thing comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In essence, as we say, Allah is fail haqiqi. Fail haqiqi means Allah is the true doer. Now, in the circumstance of the world around us, because of the way in which the world works, you know, when it rains, you need a cloud. That doesn't mean the rain came from the cloud. It still means that Allah commanded the rain, but Allah used the mechanism of the cloud to produce the rain. So in the same way, Allah may create a circumstance that allows us to have something good or may harm us in some way, but the reality is that it's still attributed to Allah and we have to recognize that it's coming from Allah and no place else. And this saves a person a tremendous amount of heartache. Because what happens is, when a person attributes good to themselves, 
The only thing that it does is it boosts them. It creates pride and an ego. And when a tr- person attributes bad to others, the only thing it does is it distances them, them, themselves from others. And it creates a whole other series of problems. So one of the important realities that we have to recognize is that every single thing comes from Allah. Every single thing comes from Allah. And look at the extremity. I mean, I'm just making a general statement, but look at the extremity at which Hadith establishes this principle. The whole world can decide that they want to give you some, do something good for you. The whole world can decide that they want to do something good for you. They cannot benefit you unless Allah decides that you are to be benefited. Think about that. The whole world can want you to go to medical school. Every dean on the, in, the, in the country could want to admit you to their medical school. Every admissions committee could rank you one on their list to their medical school. You will not go to medical school until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides that you will go to medical school. And the whole world can decide that they want to harm you. But no harm can come unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides that harm is to come to you. So that's the, I'm, now I, I highlighted a general principle. Look at the extremity at which the hadith emphasizes that principle. Now, why is that important? Because look, we, the, one of the tests and trials, you know, I've been talking about tests and trials over the past few weeks. One of the tests and trials that occurs in life is that Allah throws good at an individual and tests them through that good. Do they attribute that good to themselves? Do they take credit for themselves? Do they use it to boost themselves? Or do they, do they recognize that this good means nothing, but the reality of this good is Allah? It came from Allah. So, if I get a paycheck, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave me some risk, despite my lack of deserving that risk. If I got a job, Allah gave me a job despite my sins. If something good happened to me, Allah sent me this good despite the fact that I am the least deserving person on the planet to receive that good. That has to be the attitude. And otherwise, that test has failed. It's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends us uh, some big bounty and it's because we deserve it because we're the American Muslim or we you know, somehow educated ourselves and so therefore now we deserve to have this lifestyle or that lifestyle. Everything's a test. Everything is a test and everything is a test to see whether a person attributes it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do they thank Allah and recognize where it's coming from or not? Or are they deceived by the puppets of this world to think that it is coming from them? So this is something that as a person begins to progress on the path of suluk, the reality, the veil is lifted from their eyes. The veil is lifted from their eyes that nothing good came to me except that it came through Allah. If it comes, it comes from Allah. And it is certainly not because of anything that I've done. So this is one important angle of this discussion because otherwise what happens is a person begins to get pride. I am educated, therefore I get a good income. I worked hard, therefore I earned these things. I am smart, therefore I was able to achieve something. Somebody comes and they ask for sadaqah, then the, you know, the person begins to question them. Where do you work, brother? What degree do you have, brother? 
You know, as if like the reason that this guy needs tzedakah is because he's not smart enough. You should have come and asked me for advice. I would have told you how to run your business. No, it doesn't work that way. That's a sign that we've become proud. That's a sign that we are attributing our, you know, our success to ourselves and somehow thinking that because that person doesn't have our intellect, they're never going to succeed. I mean, there's a hundred examples I can give you, but the reality is that it, this type of attitude, this lack of recognition, uh, this lack of seeing life for what it truly is, and this lack of understanding this veil ends up creating pride within an, within an individual. And it's very dangerous for a person on this path to have pride because this path is about completely suppressing pride and attributing everything only to Allah. Okay, now the opposite extreme. The opposite extreme or the opposite, let's say, scenario, not extreme, but the opposite scenario is that when bad things happen to us, we're so quick to attribute them to everybody else. I had a bad day because my in-laws fought with me. We can't see, we can't see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us a test and we failed it. We only see that this person said something bad to me, so therefore they did this and they ruined everything. And so what happens? We run around blaming the whole planet. And you see, the whole ummah is in this disorder now. Why is, why is the ummah in disorder? Because kufr has been attacking it. Kufr has been doing this. This individual, they blame a country or they blame a people or they blame a movement. There's never any inward pointing. Whether from, from individuals to the whole community, this disease has spread up and down. So everything is everyone else's fault except our own. You know, if there's a problem in my life, it's because of my father-in-law or my mother-in-law or my brother or my mother or my sister or my boss or my neighbor. Somebody else did something. It's never me. But the reality is that everything comes from Allah. And if there's something that came to us that we don't like or that we perceive to be bad, then we should be cognizant of the fact that that came from Allah. And the reason that it came to us is because we weren't doing something that we should have been doing, or we were doing something that we should not have been doing. But, you know, in this day and age, it's so easy. It's so easy to attribute problems to everybody else. But the reality is that everything comes from Allah. Now, when a person, now the beauty of this path is that the person avoids both scenarios. When a person begins to spend time in dhikr and a person begins to bring nur into their life, that nur and that dhikr, it begins to clear that darkness and lift that veil. And a person begins to see that it is Allah and Allah alone that is in control of everything. And nothing, nothing, nothing happens except through the will of Allah. And actually, this is a derivation of the kalima that establishes our deen. La ilaha illallah. It's a derivation of that, actually. <coughs> that there is no, nothing that we can attribute to anybody or anything except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If something good came to me, it came only because of Allah's mercy and blessing and rahmah. And if something that I didn't like that came to me, it is only because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent that to me and I need to go back and examine what did I do and why did it occur. Now, 
you know, Bakr, Bakr is just the name in a play. Bakr did this, Zayd did that. These are just names. These are just names. A lot, what happens is you're sitting here, right? You are you. You exist in your own reality. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has commanded or created the circumstance where this guy walks into your life and He says this and this and this and then leaves and then you're tested. How do you react? Then this person walks into your life and says that and then you're tested. How do you react? Then this circumstance is created around you and then you're test. It's, it's a test. How do you react? Everything's a big test because this whole life is a test. There's no reality to this. There is no reality to this place except that it is a constant examination of the principle of our Tawheed. That is all that's happening here. Today, uh, some guy walks in my, uh, walks into my life and begins to say things and do things and then a few other people walk in and I go in here and it looks so real. It's all fake. It was all established as a set. You know, like they have these sets on these plays or these sets on these, in these studios where they make it look so real. They create this set and it appears to be like Star Wars. It's fake. Our lives are the same way. It's a big setup. There's different people that come in and out. There's different circumstances that come in and out. There's different scenes. There's a scene at work and there's a scene at home and there's a scene in the masjid. And it's all just a big play. And the whole thing that's being that's happening in this play is everything is being written. Everything is being written as what? As a test. How did he speak? How did she speak? What did she say? What did he say? How did he react? How did she react? It's all a test. Everything is being written in the utmost detail without anything disappearing and all of it will be replayed on the day of judgment. That's the reality of our existence. Now what happens is when a person begins to elucidate that by doing dhikr and by spending time developing themselves, then they have the benefit of recognizing that reality. And deen establishes that reality, but unfortunately we don't see it because we get caught up in life just like anybody else gets caught up in life. But this is something very important. I cannot tell you how many emails I get where someone else is blamed. Someone else is blamed. My manager at work is really a difficult person. So I feel like my job is not going to work out. Okay, so what's the solution? Make toba. Make toba and continue to work hard. And maybe if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want you there, then you will move to something better. Or maybe circumstances will change. Countless times people send me an email, my manager did this and this and this, and then I, 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 they don't even follow up. I ask them a month later, I heard about that, you know, you were talking about your manager, what happened? Oh, they fired my manager. <laughs> okay, it can happen. It can happen. I've seen this happen over and over again. So we have to... We, have, we, are, we are the people of, of taqwa. We are the people of tawheed. We are the people that are striving towards deen. We are the people whose eyes have been opened to reality. We don't blame anyone. When there's something bad, we blame ourselves. And we make tawbah. We know that nothing, nothing can harm us except Allah. We wonder why this thing came. It came because of us. And we failed a test or two. So we turn back and we seek forgiveness and we turn back to Allah and we're grateful for whatever circumstance He puts us in so long as He preserves our deen. That's the trial. And when something good happens, we ask ourselves, we recognize that this is just a big test. There's no prize here. There's no prize here. 
something good happens, and I happen to have an increase in my salary, there's no prize. There's no prize here. This is just another test. If I have more salary, I have to do more for Dean. I have to do more for the people in need. I have to do more to support others. It's not that now I am now I have been given some sort of prize because of what I do. That reality has to be made very clear in our minds. Otherwise, we end up getting deceived. We end up attributing to ourselves. We develop pride, and we lose. We lose. We fail the test that we've been placed in. Tests come both ways. Tests come through loss of things, just as much as tests come through gain of things. People think, Allahu Akbar, this was a test. I lost this. You, it, it, actually, the opposite is harder. To lose a million dollars is 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 an easier test than to gain a million. Because when the person gains a million, they rarely recognize that they're in a test. Because we're so programmed to think that tests come through loss or difficulty. Tests come through opportunities. If Allah pro- provides an opportunity, it's a test. It's a test. As a person, I mean, every, how many, I, can, I mean, I can tell you because I live in this world, how many people start medical school, you know, with this perfect list of what they're going to do? Save humanity, serve community. Da, 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 da. There's a perfect list, you know, it's a perfect list. And then what happens? Then the tests start coming. Then the reality starts coming. And then eventually what happens is, you know, they maintain that, but you can see that it gets tainted over time. Like any human being in any challenge, it gets tainted over time. Then on that list becomes maintain my lifestyle, make sure I pay the sprinkler bill every month, you know, whatever, whatever. There's a long list of things that end up coming on that list. It's a test. Every opportunity is a test. We've been provided with circumstances that allow us to be able to benefit others. That falls in the guise of a test. The beauty of our deen is that it has established our reality for us and we should not be deceived by it. The veils have been lifted. The veils have been lifted and should be very clear to us and we should be very grateful. We should not be going to the grave and thinking that I achieved anything. And we should not be woken to its reality when we get there. The only thing that we can achieve is akhirah. Make it very clear in everyone's mind. The only thing we can achieve is akhirah. And that achievement occurs through positive and negative tests. Things are taken and we bear them with patience. And things are given and we strive with them towards excellence. And that allows us to achieve the akhirah that we aim towards. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our reality, open our eyes to the reality of this dunya, and may He unveil for us the reality of what is running this dunya. أسبر الله ونعم الوكيل
salavat. يا خفي اللطفي أدركني بلطفك الخفي Salavat. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله Salawat.
لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين Salawat يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك أستغيث صلوات رب لا تذرني فردا وأنت خير الوارثين صلوات
صلوات ان لله وانا اليه راجعون صلوات الله ولي الذين امنوا صلوات
صلوات اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم مراقبة
La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Uh, just one quick announcement. Isha Salah is at 8 o'clock. The Adhan will be called 15 minutes before at, eight, at 7.45. Isha Salah at 8 o'clock, Adhan at 7.45. Um, that's the only announcement. Inshallah also will meet per routine next Sunday after Maghrib Salah. Wa akhirat ta'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Just like, no, I know.